Hey everybody, this is Larry Little, and you're listening and watching Crossing the Line, a podcast where we talk with leaders about the moments in their life when they cross that line from leading with their head to leading with their hearts, and from leading with their hearts to leading with their head. I can't believe it, but we're at the end of season three. And what a season it's been. We've had a year of, of incredible guests, and we wanted to share with you some of the biggest takeaways from those guests. So for this episode, we've gone back and taken out just, just some of the things that they've said that were really important. We've compiled those together, and we're going to go back and, and listen and learn from these very special guests throughout the year. We're going to learn from them now. So this episode is about the biggest takeaways from each of the prior episodes of this year. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think you're going to really gain some insight and leadership knowledge. Let's jump in. Charlie Meyer with Threefold. Focusing on having a growth mindset is the thing you need to have. Um, I feel like the idea that you're you're always going to be learning that you um, find a way to help yourself do that, to be curious, to continue to ask questions, to not get fixed in your positions. Um, I feel like that's a really important thing. You mentioned this earlier, and I would, I would echo this, is that you got to realize that we're always in a state of becoming. And, um, and for me, it's the question is, are we, are we being intentional with that truth? And so are you conscious of that? Are you thinking about that? Um, a pastor, a friend of mine and, uh, and, and just good friend, he would say, you know, what are, what are you be, who are, who are you becoming when you're doing what you're doing? You know, who are you becoming while you're doing what you're doing? And I love the consciousness that question requires, right. As you go through life. Um, and cause sometimes we don't pay attention, right. And we don't, we don't pay attention to the trajectory we're, we're on and, um, you know, one to two degree shift in trajectory leads you someplace totally different. And I, I just would encourage people to, 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 to be, be responsible with that and be intentional with that and stay conscious of those things. I think about, um, it makes me think of, there's a, there's a Matthew McConaughey uh, like speech that he gives, like when he gets like a Emmy at some point in his life, I don't know when this was, but um, what stands out for me about what he talked about, he, he was talking about somebody asking who, who his hero is. Mm. And he, his response is something around, it's himself in 10 years. And so right. he's, he's trying to figure out how to live into being his hero in 10 years. And, yeah. and I think that's part of the, this growth mindset, being intentional, thinking about growth. I, in our company, we try, we try to decode a couple of things. One is, is that like, hey, leadership is not about management. It's not code word for management. So right. don't think about that like that way. Those are different things. And growing isn't about advancing. Um, you know, like, so like, you got to kind of like, let's, let's talk about these things are independent because you can grow wherever you are uh, in whatever you're doing. Um, and, you know, as a leader, right, like, in, you know, that's about influence. And we want, you know, for us, we're trying to attract people. And I think this is just good advice, right? You want people that want to grow themselves uh, personally, that they have just a heart of service and, and um, an outward look that they want to grow people around them, regardless of position. We know that that grows business, right? And so um, in general, um, and so we, we want that sort of relationship. So I just invite people to, to, that just works for life. You know, how do you grow yourself? How do you help others around you grow? Um, that's a big part. Dr. Yvette Rice, author with LLVE LLC. We have to come to the place where we realize uh, if you don't know who you are, mm. others won't. 
Ooh, say it one more time for if me. If you don't know who you are, others won't. Beautiful. And something I had to learn through all of that was I had to understand my value. And so many times, even because there, there were times when people undervalued me because I walked away from my career. But I had to learn how to remind myself of my value, even, even at home or in the church. Because if I didn't, mm. I would lose my identity mm-hmm. and of who, who God really created me to be. And I couldn't see myself as a real leader until I understood that. We only see our value with a job, a profession, a title. Mm-hmm. And when that changes, um, we people, that's, that's depression, uh, anxiety, all of these things, all of these emotions kick in because, you know, you really weren't sure who you were. Mm-hmm. You, you identified who you were with your surroundings and your environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had to come to the knowledge of I am wonderfully and fearfully made, whether I'm at home taking care of my children, whether I was in the ministry with my husband, or I had an engineering title on me. Mm. And I think that that was the beginning of me understanding real leadership. I knew that that it's important for us to know those who labor among you. Mm -hmm. And so I knew I had to find what is the niche of each individual on this team? Mm. What are their strong points? What are their weak points? Because apparently some of them are functioning in their weaker points or weaker areas, and that's why we're behind on our job getting done. We're behind on the work that's required with the contract. Mm-hmm. So I started getting to know people, just conversation. Right. Um, finding out their likes and dislikes, right. trying to figure out why they didn't get along. Right. And in the middle of that, you wouldn't believe this, but in the middle of that is when I met you. Really? Yes. That's when I met you. I was trying, I said, you know, this is not working the way it is, and we've got to come together as a team, and I heard about your first book. Yeah, make a difference. Make a difference. <laughs> and so I read it. Um, I wow. met you first at, uh, it was an event in Decatur. Yeah, yes, I Years remember. ago, yeah. I, I met you, and I read your book on Make a Difference, mm. and then I began to understand the personalities of each one of our team members. Oh, wow. And I realized that I had a monkey, I had a, I had a lead. I mean, I had some lions. I had uh-huh. a, a turtle. I, you know, <laughs> I had, I had the whole, <laughs> I had some cam- uh, the camel. Yeah. And then I, we were working for a lion. Oh wow! So our mm-hmm. uh, client, the lead on the pro project, was a lion, which made it very difficult because I had some monkeys. Right. I had some camels. I had some turtles, and right. they don't do well right. with lions. So that's right. Yeah. So, so that, that caused me to really look inside who I was as a leader. And that's where my growth really started to happen and change. Kevin McNulty, speaker, author, and coach. The first thing that I would say is to, you know, especially as a young aspiring leader, or, or, not, or you don't have to be young to be an aspiring leader, but as an aspiring leader right. is first and foremost, check your ego. And go mm-hmm. do your research about the ego and, and how that impacts your ability to lead, to learn, to grow. I'd say number two, uh, the, the best skill that you could ever learn as a leader is learning how to ask really good questions. And mm. again, I'll just leave it at that and move on. Uh, I also like to tell leaders, especially as you're, as you're a newer leader because you have an t- opportunity to sort of really develop and, and shape this, 
is to take care of your personal brand. And your personal mm. brand, of course, is what other people think about you. And then the last thing that I will really uh, spend just a moment on is that because it relates back to my childhood is to discover really, really, and I don't mean just like, okay, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I mean, really, really search and discover what your strengths are. Uh, very quickly, Larry, you know, back to when I was in the ninth grade and writing these book reports, what I learned later in life, this was after the Air Force, when I got into human, human relations education, I realized above all, my strength was my creativity. And it was how I ended up writing these book reports, but it was also, I realized it wasn't, you know, and I don't think it's so much this way anymore, but if I said you were creative, some, you know, to, especially to a man, to a leader, you'll be like, yeah, I mean, they, they, they don't really want to hear that. You know, they hear you're right. a decision maker, you're going to do all these. Well, the creativity is a massive skill and tool that you have, especially if you lack a little bit more on the, on the, on the left side, you know, that. Right. And so I'm just saying that that was, this is a, it's a cliche, but that truly was and is my superpower, my ability to creatively, let's say, problem solve, creatively uh, make this, you know, all of these things, you know, don't strictly come from my creative mind, right. but it's at the forefront for me. John Joseph with the Decatur Morgan County Entrepreneurial Center. I'd say three things. Okay. Number one, rethink what it means to lead in an age where people have 10 million more words a day coming at them mm. than they ever have. Through text, social media, TV, email, meetings, you know, down the line, you've got 10 million more words a day. So we all know supply and demand. If, the, if you weren't looking for an additional 1 million words in your life every day, and you've got an additional 10 million words in your life, what's the relative value of words anymore? That is so good. So how, how you act was always the, the, the ball game. We've all seen the people who can say the right things. You see them behind closed doors and they aren't doing it. You don't trust that person as a leader. Right. But what you do matters so much more mm. than it ever has because words are abundant. Words are everywhere now. Uh, number two, rethinking assumptions. Like for example, you show up to, not you, but just in general, mm -hmm. leaders out there, I'm talking to, to all of you out there who are listening, you're showing up to motivate people, right? And you've got your message, you've got your tactics, you've got your strategy. You know the question we're not asking? are y'all willing to be motivated anymore? Mm. <laughs> like, when is the last time you were ever sustainably and deeply motivated and encouraged and bold and excited about what was ahead in a time when people are tired or they're hurting or they're disappointed do, do, does your audience have the emotional wherewithal right now to be motivated? Mm -hmm. Or do you need to talk to them first and let them understand that you understand that they're not coming here from, quote unquote, the normal life you thought you had had, and now I want you to take me to the next level. A lot of people feel like they're having to fight and scratch and claw 
just to have what they considered normal life. Yeah. Now, I think perspective matters here. Should we all run to the Ukraine and tell them how hard we have it? All right. Mm. Um, I think gratitude can lessen some of that pain and hurt people are feeling. But at the same time, they do have, everyone has legitimate struggles right. that they are, that they are, are working through, right. including the people who are looking so great on LinkedIn. <laughs> I know them, you know them, they have their problems too. Right. It's just that no one wants to hear about it, right. yet they're hurting as well. So I would not just assume everyone is in a posture to be motivated or encouraged. You've got to get them back to even remembering what that felt like mm. because they've been busting it for two years just to tread water. Mm. And then the final thing I would say, you know, in a time when people are increasingly have been isolated, all the community metrics, you know, better than I do mm -hmm. have declined. Yeah. What does it mean to connect people to something larger than themselves? Mm. That's not even a concept that is on the radar screen for people who are growing up on a phone. Wow, what does good. that mean? How do you how do you not connect them to a concept larger than themselves? That's not what I'm saying. At that point, you just are picking your vision or your cause. I'm saying, how do you talk to people about what it means to be connected to wow. anything at all? Yeah. Beyond your immediate needs and wants and preferences. I don't think you can assume that people are just ready and able to go be connected. I think we all want to be, even if you don't know you want to be. Right. But need I, to be. But I think you've got to meet people where they are mm. and you've got to present the contrast. Mm. Like you've lived life in a significant level of isolation that you thought was normal and healthy and just how it is. It's not. There's another way to live. There's another way to participate. Mm. There's another way to engage. So, you know, I think the common denominator there is don't assume people are in a posture to be led meet them where so they are good. show them that they understand and then don't think in terms of leading as you will well know think in terms of serving them and that's where you have an opportunity to connect steve cook with dianetics a lidos company and i come to realize that you can have drive but you also need to make sure you're caring for the mm. people right yeah and so that journey had started you know probably eight years before and I was like, now I have an opportunity to really walk that in my personal life at another level that I had never even thought about doing, right? Yeah. And and we can't just be task oriented here. We have to. So it was actually a very natural transition because it was something yeah. that actually in case where I'd started practicing it more in my work life and yeah. then brought that back into my personal life. And then those personal experiences now have shaped me going forward as a leader into, into the future. So it's really been about moving myself to spend most of my time above the line and and knowing that my, I can always go below the line really easily right? <laughs> when, right. I, when I need to dive down on right. the details I can do that right but I need to spend more time above the line and so all of those experiences in the personal life which forced me to spend more time above the line then now have driven into my work life which is spending more time with my employees. I started doing more management by walking around time, getting to know people on the shop floor, getting to walk to all of our locations across the United States, uh, getting to know those folks. What's what's their journeys? What's going on in their life? What makes them a part of this? And getting really excited about getting 
I get more energy now, Larry, of when I get to spend time just with the employees and our, uh, our, our wonderful workforce all around the U.S. And and the, and again, the journey they're on, I get. That's where I now get my energy at, from a work perspective. It's not about I just accomplished this new scramjet or I just accomplished this new hypersonic system. That's all great, and that's what I used to get excited about. Wow. Now I'm far more excited about watching the team mature and grow, and particularly watching our leaders. Mature. Mm. Number one, you have to be intentional. Mm. You have to practice it, right? Uh, if it's and, and using whatever whatever method is good for you, whether that's a, a sticky note on your mirror in the morning, or whether that's a note in your in your book, or or a reminder, whatever works for you. That's so good. Make it intentional. Make, make decide today what intentional things am I going to do to be above the line and caring and being a part of. Uh, my employees or my team, whatever you're involved with, life, right? Family, right? All of those things. What am I going to do there? What am I going to intentionally do there? I'll think about that. I, I go, I, I pray about it, and then I pray in the mornings, and I use that as a as a mean to kind of ground me. What do I need to be focused mm-hmm. on today? That helps me uh, personally to do that. That's so good. Um, and then just practicing it and Practice recognizing so good. Yeah. recognizing that you you can't ever have perfection. You'll never get there because That's every great. situation is different. And then just being willing to slow down and 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 take life in as it happens. Uh, one of the one of, I have a quote on my wall. It's from my wife. It's from Tanya, and it's right there on her wall. And she said it to me one day. She says, uh, "Just because you can't go fast doesn't mean you should." Oh, that's okay? good. That is good. And so you know that's a that's a that's a going below to above the line in that little quote right there. Just because you can go fast, the below piece doesn't mean you should. The above piece. Crystal Brown with Decatur Morgan County Chamber of Commerce. Don't be afraid to stretch yourself to get out of your comfort zone. Um, Mm. That's important. Surround yourself with um, those that I mentioned that are brilliant, um, that are are doing some of the things that you'd like to do. Um, Ask questions. Mm. Um, Find good mentors people that are willing to take you under their wings. Um, very, I've never come across anyone that wasn't willing to, to answer questions right. and, and help, especially living in the South. I mean, people are always willing to take time and right. spend time with you if you just ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Elizabeth Scutchfield, entrepreneur. You know, I think that there is this pressure to kind of know the answers when you're young, right? It's like, I should know what I want to do that kind of keeps you in a place sometimes of paralysis. And for me, and I I don't know if this is true for everyone, but I do think it requires a good amount of experimentation. And I think that people, you know, I used to be a career counselor um, uh, at a point in my career with college age students. And I just found them kind of like, I need to know what I'm going to do with the rest of my life at 22. And it's like, this is just the beginning of you experimenting and exploring, you know, like, and putting that much pressure on any one job to kind of have that, all the components of who you are, I think is um, kind of a little bit of a misnomer. It's a little bit of a false, I think, um, thing for people to pursue or explore. And I also think there's ways in which our jobs don't satisfy all parts of who we are often. And there's real value in us accepting that and realizing Mm -hmm. there are ways that jobs might satisfy some parts of me, but I'm going to need to pursue things outside of my work that, that um, appeal to the other parts of who I am, where I can kind of feel like I'm bringing my whole person to my life. 
Kevin Perry with Lidos. Always improve. You know, you get to a point and like, ah, I made it. No, continue to learn, continue to work on your craft, continue to read books, continue to study, continue to read, uh, watch podcasts or listen to podcasts, continue to go to seminars. You want to walk into that room and be comfortable and, and grasp being uncomfortable, you have to be still learning. Mm. You can still learn with different environments. Mm. So really focus on that. The second one, this one's going to come off really harsh. I mean, you talked about it the first time. No one cares what you're going through. <laughs> and... Not to say I can't like my boss, Steve, love Steve to death. It's not like Steve doesn't care what I'm going right. through. But when it comes to that point of it where we got to execute, if I'm having issues at home or, you know, I have a flat tire, et cetera, no one cares about that when you walk into that conference room and you have to perform and make that presentation or whatever that is or turn in this that, uh, piece of work or scope by the end of the week. No one cares that you mm. went through that, what you went through that week. So you, get, you have to grasp that because a lot of people, I hear excuses all the time. Well, I'm going through this. I get it. I understand. I hate that for you. And let's talk about that. You know, however, if you can't do it, you need to let me know you can't do it. That's right. Right? Versus give me something that, you know, it's not, it's not the product we need to be successful. And so I learned that early. No one cares. And, and I probably learned that in college from college football, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything, you get hurt, up, get out, next man up, right? That's right. So coming in and just saying, all right, I got to be able to, you know, compartmentalize, mm. you know, the job, my life, mm. my family, et cetera, in certain situations. And then there are times where, hey, Steve, can I come talk to you? Or, hey, or you got to be open, have a, your door open policy. Say, I'm going through this. All right, now let's sit down and talk about it. Ian Richardson with Richardson and Richardson Consulting. Don't let what your perceived expectations that others have of you pigeonhole you. So just be true to yourself. Don't, don't worry about what someone else is thinking about you because more often than not, they're not. We're all just humans trying to get through things, but people aren't necessarily having malicious thoughts about you or saying, wow, he's really screwing up or he's doing a great job. Like, People are just trying to get by. They got their own. They got their own load to carry. So stop worrying about what they're thinking about and start worrying about what you're thinking about. Mm. Um, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, go do something else. <laughs> Life's way too short to be miserable, especially with something like work. That's the majority of our time is spent in work. So if you're not enjoying it and if it's feeling like a chore every day, then you shouldn't be doing it anymore. And um, uh, I guess the, the second part of that is just go find your passion. And mm. if you find something that you're passionate about, money will naturally follow because that passion will attract people. They'll see how good you are at it. They'll see how much you enjoy it. They'll enjoy giving you the opportunity. And most people will say, well, of course you need to be paid. You need to go, you need to be paired of paid a fair wage for your labors and for your efforts and you won't have a problem it won't be such a, a big deal just say yeah well here's what i would need to perform that and they'll say yes well i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did uh, wow to listen to, to that insight to those leadership truths back from the whole year of season three uh, it was meaningful for me i hope it was for you 
I want to stop just a minute and, and tell you how much I appreciate you allowing us to do this. We couldn't do this unless you listen and, and you being a part of our family, the Crossing the Line family is really, really important. I also want to say a special thanks to our team here who works so hard to provide this for you. Robin Brzezinski is an amazing producer. She works with us and really does all the work behind the scene to make this happen. And then the, the team at Otis with Lauren and Will, what an incredible job they do to get this out to you so that so you can have this content. Uh, it's, it continues to be actually a learning experience for me. I really don't know what I'm doing, but I'm, I'm loving the opportunity to learn and to grow. And I hope that, that you are too. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. I'll be celebrating the birth of Jesus. I hope that you celebrate in a way that's meaningful for you. And I hope that you have a great start to 2023. Now, I've got to tell you, in 2023, season four, can you believe it? Season four? Well, we have brainstormed and we're working hard and we've got some new and exciting things to share with you as we jump into that new year. So make sure you stay tuned and make sure you join us in season four of Crossing the Line. Know that we appreciate you for making a difference. This has been Crossing the Line with highlights of our guests from season three. You can find full interviews of the guests that you've heard from today available on iTunes, Spotify, and our website, eaglecenterforleadership.com. Video interviews from these episodes can be found on our YouTube channel, Eagle Center for Leadership. For more information on our host, Dr. Larry Little, you can find him on LinkedIn and our website at eaglecenterforleadership.com. Interested in being a guest on the podcast? Contact the show through our website. Thank you for joining us today on Crossing the Line, and we look forward to returning for Season 4.